Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kevin's dancing, which is good. Monday afternoon, it must be Monday evening. Kevin, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay, Jay. How are you doing? You know, hanging in there. It's uh, it's been uh, it's been a week, kind of just uh, need to settle <laughs> down. I need a vacation, is what I need. But uh, I hear that. That chance of that, but uh, I, you know what? If I'm Family Matters just gets me energized. So, you know, here we are. Uh, go, go creep over on Instagram. Kevin W. Peterson's got all kinds of incredible information. I watch it every single day to see what he's up to. Family Coaching, chronicope.us. Just check him out. Free resources on chronicope.us. And if you need to reach Kevin directly. And then I believe, I think we may be on live and the chronic hope facebook group as well if you're not part of it if you're a family member so it's it's a facebook group you need to be a part of reach out to kevin or i we'll get you hooked up but uh wow let's get right into it we got four i think really dynamite questions that are going to test you you ready to be tested test me baby i i'm you know, now that I'm sober, I do really well on tests. <laughs> well, you know, a man of your caliber, this is nothing. But uh, I know our son was using and drinking at a party this past weekend, yet he never tests positive on the drug test we give him. How is this possible? Oh, I can tell you how it's possible. <laughs> I completely understand your frustration, and I completely understand your question, and I have two answers for you. One, stop doing in-home drug tests. That's the big, that's the number one mistake most families make. Uh, take them to a drug testing facility. <clears throat> let them, let the professionals handle it. If you, if you feel like he's pulling a fast one, then take them to a place where that's where they, that's where they handle the business, you know, <laughs> let them handle it. Um, stop trying to do it yourself. Um, number two you can always do what's called a hair follicle test. And the hair follicle test um, will handle their business. What kind of hat are you wearing there, Jay? It is a player's championship from last year when I saw you. When we were hanging out together um, in the thunderstorms. Um, so I would say a hair follicle test, uh, which you can do in the mail, by the way. You know, just wait till he falls asleep or passes out, creep in there and just cut off part of his hair, you know, <laughs> send that in to get that tested. And then, um, pardon me. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. There's so much pollen and dust in the air. Um, and then um, take him to a professional drug testing facility and let them handle it. Stop trying to do it at home. You know, the home tests are notoriously inaccurate. And uh, and I guarantee you, he's probably trying to pull a fast one and pull some trick on it. So allow them to uh, do their job. And, and they're not that expensive. They're like 25, 50 bucks. You know, let them. And you don't got to do one every week. But I would just say at least once a month, let them handle it. Now, you say home tests. Those are the ones you're talking about getting at the drugstores and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, you know, I would say those are OK. Those are OK. But what I would prefer is that you actually start the month by doing one um, at a facility and get as many panels as possible. And I would take him in on Monday, catch the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And it could be some synthetic drugs. There's all kinds of different things. So those at-home tests, 
they don't i mean it's really easy to kind of trick i'll say that take them in there's all kinds of labs uh, every shopping center you can find one just look up uh drug yep, yep. testing lab near me i guarantee you there'll be five or six within five miles and by the way just just yeah. two things one if he refuses to go that's a positive so just hold him accountable for the consequences right there number two if there isn't one near you um there is actually a uh there's a company um that, that does uh some in-home they'll mail it to you and uh oh I completely forgot. Hold on. Let me give you the name of the company. Um, I just uh, started doing some stuff with them. Um, and I've actually had some really great results. So hold on. Let me tell you the name of the company. Um, clearmindnow.com. Really? Yeah. Never heard of it. I, uh, You know what? I will send you an introduction email uh, as we speak. And... Uh, he, my friend Chad Smith works there, and he's a he's a great guy. Amazing! Wow. Yeah. Okay, what's the next one? All great resources. A family friend told us that addicts lose the power to choose to do drugs. Our son continues to use drugs, and I find it tough to believe that he is not choosing to do drugs. Is our friend correct? Run that by me again. Family friend told us that addicts lose the power to choose to do drugs. Ah. Our son continues to use drugs, and I find it tough to believe that he is not cho he is choosing to use not choosing to use drugs. Is our friend correct? So basically, it goes back to the the saying, "We have lost the power of choice." I believe is yeah, where we're yeah, going. I, yeah, I was I was losing the. Argument. I think that friend is saying lost the. I believe would say lost the power of choice. I think that's what he's referring to. Yeah, I was, I was getting lost in the semantics of the argument. Yeah. Um, so here's what I would tell you is that um, depending on where the, your, your son Sorry. is at, you know, where, where they are in their situation. I, I, by the way, I totally understand where you're at. And I totally, I get, I understand the frustration. And I, I want to be clear in the answer that I'm going to give you. I'm not giving your son a pass, okay? I'm not saying that there's no accountability. Um, I want you to understand that when it comes to addiction, that when somebody starts using, that the addiction takes over. We have a saying that says the man takes a drink, the drink takes a drink, and then the drink takes the man. So I'm willing to bet that what you're seeing is, well, he wakes up sober. So it's not like he wakes up and starts smoking crack, you know, or doing cocaine or smoking pot or drinking. You know, so at some point he makes a conscious choice to start doing stuff. Totally understand what you're saying. What we call that, um, we call that sort of the mental obsession. And the mental obsession is in his mind, he's telling himself this time it's going to be different. This time I'm not going to get into trouble. This time I'm going to be able to control it. This time, I'm not going to hang out with Jay because Jay's the problem. I'm not the problem. Jay's the problem. Or Kevin's the problem. I'm not going to hang out with Kevin. Or I'm not going to drink whiskey. Whiskey's the problem. Or I'm not going to do cocaine. Cocaine's the problem. You know, and these are the things that go through the mind of an addict. And at no point does it occur to him that he shouldn't take the first drink or take the first drug. 
And I know that sounds insane to you because you're not an addict. I completely understand where you're coming from and it drives you batty. I, I totally get it. Here And this is where families go cuckoo because they're like, but doesn't he understand that he just shouldn't take the first drink or drug? No, he doesn't. That's what separates you and him. And then after he has that first one and he gets that euphoric release, doesn't he understand that that's never going to happen again? No, he doesn't. That's also what separates you and him. Okay. So I want you to understand that he doesn't think like you, he doesn't act like you, and he doesn't feel like you. So having that rational conversation with him and saying, you, this isn't going to work. you got to quit doing this. We've explained to him a hundred times. You can explain it to him every single time, and he still isn't going to get it. Okay? So <coughs> that's, I mean, I know that's the long-winded answer. Um and, and the, here's the deal. Addicts are addicts because when they drink or do drugs, their body reacts differently than yours does. So has he lost the power of choice? Yes. And it actually happens long before he takes the first drink or takes the first drug. And I know that sounds like gobbledygook to you. And it doesn't have to make sense to you. It has to make sense to him. And that's how recovery starts. When he understands that the reason he needs to go to meetings and the reason he needs to work the steps and the reason that he needs to go to therapy and get help is that that's what builds up his defense against the first drink. That's when he'll start to understand that's how he gets help. I hope that helps you. Here's the things I would tell you. Try watching Pleasure Unwoven. Try reading the book Alcoholics Anonymous, what we call um, the, the big book. It's a blue book. You can get in the library. You can buy it on Amazon. Try reading it. A lot of times when I have families read that book, they're like, oh, my God, this makes perfect sense. This book is him. This makes perfect sense. And, and you know, but but then they're like, now I need to make him understand, no, stop. <laughs> stop. You, you know, just because you understand doesn't mean he'll understand. Um, and so that's the best thing I can tell you. The best thing you can do is start holding him accountable. Set the boundaries, hold him accountable, and, and make it consequences and rewards. So I hope that helps. Well, help me. That's all that matters, right? That's why I'm here, Jake. My, <laughs> my husband drinks a lot, and it's becoming a problem, Kevin. Oh. My two kids, I'm remarried, so not their dad, it's stepdad, have told me that they cannot be around me as long as I stay with my current husband. Help. Here's a, a wife that's wanting kids and grandkids around, but it sounds like the kids are are throwing in a healthy boundary. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, the, the family is starting to set an appropriate boundary and saying, hey, until stepdad cleans up, we're out, you know, and, and, and good for them. Um, and I know that's not what you want to hear. And I know that hurts, but that's the reality is that the, the, they're, they're setting a good boundary. Your husband drinks a lot. I'm not saying he's an alcoholic, but I'm telling you, 
he's let me put it to you this way your husband's drinking enough to where your family doesn't want to be around that in itself anytime someone's doing something enough where other people do not do not want to be around them is telling us it's too much it doesn't matter how much it's too much because other people do not want to be around them that's the answer to the question you know so what I would say is you need to have a conversation with your husband. You might want to do that with a therapist uh, or you might want to read my books, um, you know, parenting, probably not parenting the addicted child, although your husband's behaving like a child, <laughs> families and addiction, and just say, hey, you know, um, I need, we need to have a conversation. Your drinking is driving my family away. I'm not willing to lose my family over your drinking. I would like it if you could clean this up. Um, or at least try moderating or, you know, and just say, hey, you know, if you can't do this, then I can't be around you and go from there and see how it goes. Just try a couple of steps and see what happens. And you never know. So, you know, give it a whirl. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not necessarily, you know, picking or choosing, but it's uh, I would strongly suggest putting a, a counselor or clinician in with this doc. But uh, like Kevin was saying, like I, it's shocking to me. Like you have your kids who I believe are right sound, you know, they're saying we can't be around you. We're not bringing our, your grandkids around. There seems to be, I can't say it, I can't label it, but there seems to be a big problem that the, the kids are saying that. Cause that's a pretty big statement. Just, I'm just saying. So it's what my family said to me. They were like, Hey man, we don't want to be around you. And I got to tell you something. It's also what my friends and their and their wives started saying is like, you know, we love you, <laughs> but we don't want to be around you, and we can't. You're not. You know, your your behavior is too inconsistent, and we can't have you around. They had, you know, when I got sober, I was 27. A lot of my friends were married, and they had small children, and they were like, we can't have you around the wife and the kids. You know, your behavior is too inconsistent, and I was like. Oh, and, and finally I was like, you yeah, know, I get it, you know, so that's, that's how you, you know, people always want to know, well, how do you, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I let somebody know I don't like what they're doing or I'm not okay with it? You speak up, you know, say what you got to say. We had, we, on Saturday morning, our men's group, we had an older gentleman come in for the very first AA meeting. He started sharing, saying that, uh, you know, he doesn't understand the eighth, ninth step, of course, going all the, you know, all the way through all 12 steps, but then talks about how he's yeah. not resentful. I mean, he's just, he's a, a businessman, he goes home, no one has an issue with him, and then follows that up with his wife is upset because their annual trip down to Mexico, the group, the other couples got together and said, you guys are no longer invited. And he thinks it's... Uh, just because you know they hate them or something like that, but it's interesting how, in the midst, you get kind of a diluted view on life. I'll just say that. Yeah, well, you know, that's always what people say is that's the whole. You know, when they first show up, it's like, I knew this was religious. You know, <laughs> people talk about God; it's a cult. And, and I, I don't know if I was telling you this or you told me this or somebody told me this was like. This, this lady was saying, "Yeah, my daughter called me up and she was like, I'm not going to AA. It's a religious cult. And she was like, are they sober? 
And she's like, yeah. And she's like, do they have jobs? And she's like, yeah, join the cult. <laughs> I was like, I love you. You're my, I'm using that all day. That's my new favorite joke, you know? <laughs> it's... Oh, someone I went to sober, who went to, got sober with, has that story. It was, uh, it was. I still love it. I mean, I got it from you. That's where I got it. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, God, you know, I could hear that. I just, got, I just put, need to put that on loop every day. But uh, all right, last final question. I love this question. This is, this is a family matters gold star question. I just love it. I've been told my, <laughs> numerous times that I enable my son's addiction, Kevin. Is it because I refuse to kick my son out of my home and out on his, I said, but I don't encourage his using and behaviors, just won't evict. What is he, so she's wanting to know, what does this whole enabling my son's addiction even mean? Sure, that's a great question. You know, here's the thing. The thing you got to remember is if you're paying his bills and, and, and you know, solving his problems and taking care of it, let me put it to you this way. Let me, let me, here, let me make it really simple and straightforward. Um, at my Saturday morning meeting, <laughs> we were, there was a Saturday or Sunday morning, Sunday morning, I don't know, one of those meetings I was going to, one of them A&A meetings. Um, somebody was, yeah, no, it was just, I can't remember. Somebody was talking about, oh, I finally have a relationship with my son and I was sending him money for tires on his car. And I looked at the guy next to me and I was like, no, <laughs> you were sending him money for drugs. <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool that you're talking to your son, but come on, man. I mean, are you really that stupid? You know, don't send him money to have him call you from the tire shop and give the credit card to the goddamn tire guy, you know? Here's the thing. I understand where you're you're like, I can't kick my son out on the street. I'm not saying you should kick your son out on the street. What I'm telling you to tell your son, first of all, you need to read my book and you can get it for free. You know, what you need to tell your son is there are some new rules in the house. Here's three new rules. One, no drugs, no alcohol. And we're going to start verifying that. That's the first rule. And if you can't abide by that, that's okay. I still love you. You just need to live somewhere else. It's just that simple. I can't keep participating in your suicide. I can't live with myself. Two, you need to, hey, we got a comment from Change by Reform. Oh my God, that's what I, I feel. I feel validated. <laughs> um, two, um, you need to get a job you know, or go to school. You got to get a job or go to school. That's all there is to it. You got to get a job or go to school or a combination of the two. You got to start paying the bills and you got to start contributing to stuff around the house. That's just called taking responsibility for yourself. You got to be an adult, you know, and three, you got to start, you know, you got to start behaving. You got to start treating me with respect and dignity. So, you know, and, and if you, the thing is, what does that mean? It means, so how, how do you start instrumenting this stuff to your son? What I would do, how do you stop enabling him? What I would do is stop paying his bills. Stop giving him money. Stop giving, paying for his phone. Stop paying for his car. Stop paying his insurance. You know, and, and you know, you don't have to throw him out of the house, but stop paying his bills because when you're paying his bills, you're enabling him to use his money for other stuff. 
you're yeah. allowing him his money to go buy other stuff and do other stuff with it. Oh, hey, look, that's my friend Gina from Alabama. That's the person, my pal, I was telling you about. She's the coolest. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's the answer to that question. What's enabling? Enabling is doing something for someone that they're capable of doing for themselves. People always come to me and say, yeah, my kid's 30 years old and, and he can't do anything for himself. And I'm like, oh, okay. So why should he? You do everything for him. You, you clean his room, you do his dishes, you do his laundry, you know, you pay his bills. And I know that makes you mad, but why should he do it for himself when you'll do it for him? I mean, that's a sweet deal. I wish somebody would do that for me, you know? And they're like, oh, I'm like, stop doing it. You don't have to get mad. You don't got to throw him out of the house and pack up all his stuff in a garbage bag and throw it outside the house. You just got to say, hey. I love you, but I'm not doing this anymore. Today, starting today, no more free rides. You want those benefits? Okay, here's the rules. You got to you gotta quit doing drugs and doing alcohol, and I'm going to verify that. You got to work, and you got to treat me with respect and dignity, and you got to be kind. Look at Gina. You know, those are the rules and regulations. It's the old... If nothing changes, nothing, nothing changes. changes. You know, <laughs> and change begins at the top. You know, Jeez. change doesn't start at the bottom. Change begins at the top. Change begins when mom and dad demand change. It's uh, and and again, this this question we get all the time. I mean, just in, all four questions we kid because we care. This is this is why we do Family Matters each and every week, every Monday, you know, evening enabling codependency all these things that we're, we're talking about please feel free type in a comment if you're watching a replay whatever it may be we're adding more channels hopefully so we can see it on more different uh, platforms but uh you know this is why you get the the i get the pleasure of seeing them every monday but kevin peterson chronic open like he's asking he's answering questions so if you think you've already heard it or it's a dumb question i hear this all the time this is a dumb question jay but you know ask it anyway because we'll get it on because i'm guaranteed there's other people probably asking the same questions in, in their heads so we appreciate all the questions and very rarely will you get this much time direct line to mr kevin peterson so uh this is why we do it this is what energizes my soul i can just tell you that so enabling codependency we get the calls all the time so if there's anything we can do kevin or i can do jump on chronicope.us there's all kinds of free resources there's access to kevin reach out to me if you'd like uh i'm probably just going to introduce you to kevin either way but reach out to either one of us this is why we do family matters every single monday and uh Wow, it's uh, we got some comments. We got, uh, I mean, it, we're picking up. How are pets used in this recovery process? Well, I got one who's pawing my leg right now, wanting some treats. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you, you know, God, that Gina, that's a great question. How are pets used? You know, I use pets in therapy all the time. Dogs are amazing, and, and dogs and cats and everybody are amazing." because they have an incredible ability to make people feel calm and feel loved and cared for. You know, 
I love when people use the term unconditional love because I want to be clear, people are not capable of giving unconditional love. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. People always have conditions no matter what. That's just the nature of the business. Animals don't. <clears throat> well, I mean, they want treats, but an animals are very just, you know, programmed to be like, I'm here. I love you. I don't care. Um, and, and so that's the beauty of it. So when, when someone that is in the recovery process, there's, they come in super damaged and super beaten up and super overwhelmed with shame and, and all sorts of stuff. Animals can touch them on a level that initially people can't because animals will just curl up on them and hold them and care for them and love them and give them that unconditional love. Oh, look, it's Alex Castro, my friend from Denver that's asking questions. That is so cool. Hey, by the way, if we ever wanted to do a segment on trauma, Alex is the premier trauma therapist in Colorado. And he's one of the premier addiction therapists yes. in Colorado. Yes, we want to do it. Absolutely. It's, uh, we'll have him on. Um, we'll have him on. And we'll have Gina on, too, because she's an advocate as well. Um, she's a therapist out of Alabama, but she's also an advocate for mental health, like on the a political level. Um, we're going to take this place as pal. This is this is going to blossom. I do want to point out, though, Kevin, like we've added like I think two of your channels uh, today only. And I you know what? I'm a competitive person. I don't like losing or something. But I do have to say all the comments that came in today's show all came from your two channels and so um that just tells me i'm where i need to be i'm the host and you're the star but uh good <laughs> job kevin you you've earned today's paycheck all all the response today has come from your side of the so you know what it's a I'm just here I'm just here to pass the buck and that you know answer the questions. But uh, it's just these are great, scary. great questions. Great questions. Are you oh done? God. Did we touch on the pets? Yeah, and we also, did, and we'll probably Alex talk about Castro it more. Is the one that starts starts with the parents hundred percent. That was Alex's comment. So, oh yeah, uh, it's a spiritual paycheck. Let me tell you. <laughs> Come here, you. Here he is. This is <laughs> well. If Bert ever figures out how to run this platform, it's going to be the Bert and Kevin show. I'm well aware of that. So mm -hmm. I'm just biding time until Bert realizes how he can run the computer. But, uh, well, God, that, you know what? That's just that face. Like, I had a stressful day, and now I just want to, like, go back to my childhood. So, well, Bert, let me tell you, you think it's going to be the Bert and Kevin show. It's going to be the Bert show. You and I are going to be in the. <laughs> Sidelines. It's going to be the bird show. Just everyone's just going to be watching. That's all there is to it. Oh man. Well, keep the questions coming, mainly from Kevin's side of the the vibe. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're going to be adding new channels if it's possible. We're going to add it. So please, please, please keep uh, responding. Keep keep the questions coming. We love the comments. We love the thumbs up. And uh, if there's anything you'd like to see or a topic. We're here. So until next week, Kevin. All right, brother. Good to see you. All right. I'll talk to you. Bye-bye.